0: Song. singing the same old cowboy song but I'm living
1: I'm happy and I'm free
0: that's right Arizona free Just to happy and free free to do whatever you want this beautiful Arizona weekend we have a great program lined up for you today it is our seven o'clock hour our first hour this is our all thing Arizona hour interesting people places and things and over the last couple weeks I've been noticing a bunch of hot air balloons uh driving into work over off a carefree highway near I-17 and it got me thinking we we have not done a hot air balloon broadcast and we needed to we need to do it one I'm I'm curious to learn more about hot air ballooning but uh, that's obviously an industry and a, a popular thing at this time of year in Arizona. And I thought, oh, well, this is a, a perfect time to talk about it. So I got online, I, I looked around, I searched around, and I picked uh, Arizona Hot Air Balloon, which is actually a subsidiary of Aerogelic Ballooning. I picked up the phone and called, and uh, Shane Shane Corey. Corey. <laughs> The man with two first names. Shane Corey answered. We got to talking. And I said, you know, why don't you why don't you come down and tell us a little bit about hot air ballooning. Shane, welcome. Thank you. Now, how long have you been
1: doing hot air balloons? My whole life. My dad started uh, hot air ballooning with my uncle back in 1974 and bought his first balloon in 1976. Started the company. And was that in Arizona locally? Yeah. Yeah, in Mesa, Arizona, okay. actually.
0: So. You've been doing this all your life. Well, let's let's back up. Who was the first person that said this is a good idea? <laughs> let's well, let's was... get this
1: balloon in the air and go fly around. <laughs> well, they didn't actually look at a balloon and say, "Let's go fly it around." But what they they it was uh, two brothers called the Montgolfier brothers out of a small town in France called Adenay, France. They were uh, paper makers, and they noticed when they would burn all the scraps that the uh, Ashes would float up in the air and thought, wow, what if we were to trap those ashes? What would it do? So they made a bag about the size of a black trash bag. And give me a time frame here. 1783 okay this is 1783 so hundreds of years ago
0: so we're busy fighting the Revolutionary War over here and they're burning paper and capturing smoke drinking France. champagne
1: man. <laughs> 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 the French know how to do it uh, they, they made a bag about the size of a black garbage bag and uh, put it over this fire and sure enough it went up they thought that was amazing back then uh, something we would just take for granted and um, So they thought, well, let's make a great big one, see if it'll lift something. So they made one that was about 70,000 cubic foot. Uh, So you can get that, uh, wrap your head around that. The average balloon at a balloon festival is about that size. Okay. So it was huge. Um, It was paper and silk, and they they covered it in wax to keep it uh, from being porous and uh, put it on four poles about the size of light poles and built a giant bonfire underneath it out of anything that would smoke. Back then, they thought it was the smoke that made it go up. That's all they could see was the embers and such. Uh, so it was nasty. The first flight had animals. It was a chicken, a <laughs> duck, and a and a goat. No monkeys were available in France. <laughs> in no, 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 no. NASA waited for the monkey. <laughs> so so a, uh, a chicken, a goat, and what? And a duck. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. Yeah. Well, they had they had uh, some animals that could fly, and they had to put one in that couldn't and see if they would live up there because they didn't know uh-huh. if humans could live above the ground. Humans had never been above the ground. So uh, uh, they filled this thing up, said cut it away, off it went 2,000 feet in the air, came back <laughs> down, crashed and burned. <laughs> it was a mess. Uh, as the animals were scrambling to get out of the uh, fire uh, and and billow of smoke, the goat stepped on the, the chicken's <laughs> leg and broke it. And that was the only damage to the animals. Uh, so they thought, well, let's, let's see if humans could do it. Of course, they weren't going to do it themselves. So they went to the king, King Louis at the time, and uh, asked him uh, if he had any participants. He offered up prisoners. said, <laughs> well, they're going to die anyways if the if they, uh, uh, d- Somotipi threw the biggest party in French history. Still to date, in fact, uh, Benjamin Franklin was, was a scientist, and he was he was uh, enthused. He sailed all the way over to see this. Marie-Lynne Antoinette was there. Anybody that was anybody showed up. They start hauling the prisoners out as everyone's booing and hissing. Throwing rotten fruit at him, the royal historian Pilatre d'Androsier came running forward.
0: Oh wow, that's a mouthful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> try P- saying it five times fast. Yeah, Pilatre. Pilatre. De la, Rosier. De la Rosier. All right. Yep. He he came running forward. He was a historian. Said, wait, wait, wait. If this is successful, you're going to be sending prisoners into history. That's nuts. The king said, fine, you do it. <laughs> so this brave historian jumps in the craft, big plume of smoke. Says, cut me away, and off he goes. Two thousand. 400 feet in the air. On the way back down, now nobody's ever left the ground before. He's terrified. You know, big onboard fire. He's thousands of feet off the ground. Starts stoking the fire like a wild man. And sure enough, it leveled off. Went on with the first ever successful manned flight in history. Came back to the kingdom. The king looked him over and said, well, why are you all bloody? I'd already gotten word it was successful. He said, well, I was flying over the countryside, and all of a sudden, all the farmers and ranchers, they're chasing after me with pitchforks, yelling, kill the devil! Well, think about it. 1783, you're out there farming your crop, big black ball, belching smoke coming at you. Obviously not an angel. So the king put out a decree with three very important things to it. So he got a little bloodied up by the Oh, he got beat up, uh, almost killed. He barely got out of there alive and came back to the kingdom, told the story. King said, well, there needs to be a decree so they know we're not demons from hell. And... uh, in this decree, first and foremost was to carry a bottle of champagne that they would hang outside the gondola. And uh, to show, back in 1783, peasants never drank champagne. They could be beheaded for some drinking such a drink. It was only a drink of royalty. Um, so they would hang it down, yelling, we come in peace. Farmers and ranchers would in turn chase after them with cups and glasses versus pitchforks and <laughs> knives. Hence the champagne balloon ride.
0: Okay, so that was the champagne balloon ride. That didn't take years to develop. That was right off the
1: bat. The very first <laughs> flight, they came up with the idea. So he goes two
0: thousand forty feet in the air. How long? And you said he leveled off, so he's flying for a little while. How long? How long is he up here? It was a short flight. It was only about seventeen minutes. Okay. Yeah. What distance was he traveled then that you know, it was it was obviously a big party going on to watch the release uh-huh. and he had to get far enough away where people that weren't at the party you know started chasing after him uh-huh. how, how far did he go in that 17th? it was about
1: five kilometers oh, so wow. if you yeah. put that together it he was he he had a pretty snappy wind back then they didn't know a whole lot about weather and they really didn't know how these contraptions worked so they had no idea what the landings would be like we wouldn't fly in that kind of wind today not unless we knew it would be a calmer landing because that's one of those where you just drag a while <laughs> until <laughs> the
0: balloons out of air. And when heat lands does it crash again like it did with uh the chickens and goats when it got to the ground? I mean Yeah, it...
1: well, it was it was a lot harder landing than you would like to get into. <laughs> we'll put it Tuck that and way. roll bite your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bend your knees and hold on, baby. So
0: from there, where does where does it go? What do they start doing with the hot air balloon? Well, it kind of— What did they even call it then? It was
1: kind of a like we had the race to space mm-hmm. back in the Cold War days. Well, back then, they had the race to the sky. And there was another inventor at the time that had caught on that hydrogen was lighter than air. And he figured out like a week or two later how to— Encapsule the hydrogen for gas ballooning. Now, the difference between gas balloons and hot air balloons is hydrogen or helium cell is just a cell. It's an enclosed cell. And that's where you see the sandbags on the baskets like the movies. The hot air balloon is is an envelope. Um, So, like, the bottom of it's open so that we can shoot fire into it. Two totally different aircraft, but a week or two later, the hydrogen balloon first flew. Interesting. And how much, I mean,
0: in comparison, did it get as high? Did it stay up as long? They, uh, the gas balloons
1: fly a lot longer. And yeah, they, they, uh, it it wasn't, it was pretty soon thereafter. The first uh, pilot, pilotre de Rosier, he, uh, he actually flew the hydrogen balloon and flew, tried flying over the English Channel. He was also the first to have a fatal balloon accident. And uh, tried mixing hydrogen and uh, uh, hot air together, not realizing that he would,
0: kaboom, blow up,
1: <laughs> kind of like the Hindenburg. And he made it halfway across Eng- English Channel and blew up and died.
0: And that was the historian? That yeah. They originally put on the balloon. Yeah. He now became a pilot and
1: tried uh, yeah, to mix these two. became like a an- uh, uh, hot air b- uh, a balloonist extraordinaire and then tried doing a, a world record feat and killed himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> First, I should laugh about accident. that, but <laughs> it's <laughs> I, yeah. That, enough times passed, we could find a little a, a learning curve there. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. So don't mix helium and now, hydrogen and, and, and hydrogen hot, hot, air.
1: hot air. Yeah, helium's inert, but hydrogen is very explosive.
0: Yeah, that is hilarious. Where were they getting hydrogen? You know, well in the eighteen or seventeen hundreds. How how are they
1: containing that? Well, what it is, is, the gases form off of burning uh, iron. So they would just burn the iron, burn the iron, and trap the 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 gases coming off of it.
0: Fascinating. Well, we're visiting with Corey. Uh, Shane. <laughs> we're visiting with Shane Corey of the Angelic Ballooning. Aerogelic an- ballooning. Where did so, that come from? It's uh, it it means to. It's fly got angels like... on it, so I think angelic, but yeah.
1: aerogelic ballooning. Right. That's the whole point. <laughs> Aero, a e r o, as in uh, aviation. Gelic, as in angelic. It's to fly like an angel. I
0: like it. And is this. Uh, You said your dad was the one that kind of got into it. Is this his name? Is this your name for Uh, the company? My mom came up with it. Nice. (laughs) And y'all have been doing hot air ballooning in Arizona since the 70s. Yeah. And no no experiences like... Pialaco, uh, We've got some fun <laughs>
1: stories I okay. could go for days
0: Alright we'll get a couple of those But uh, there's a of all things we can't do here at Rosie on the House To stop the clock So we're going to do that real quick Take a break and be right back with Shane Corey I got it that time <laughs> Would you like to ride In my
1: beautiful balloon Would
0: you like to ride Thank you for sticking with us. If you're just joining the conversation and tuning in, we're talking with Aerogelic Ballooning owner Shane Corey, second-generation hot air balloonist, and gave us the history of hot air ballooning and uh, bring us forward to modern times. What has you know that 200 plus years of technology done? Are we still using the same bags that they were in France, or are ours a little better now?
1: <laughs> oh well, the, the envelopes are far greater. I mean, uh, fabric technology has gone has skyrocketed there's uh so many different types of fabrics now versus paper and silk Um, we still use wicker baskets though wicker is still one of the best materials in the way of uh, cost weight durability flexibility repair options and then uh, burner technology, of course, you know, uh, we, we use propane. It's the most efficient fuel out there and clean burning, cleanest burning. And, uh, uh, but we're, our burners are now able to use about half the amount of fuel as they would have in the beginning. Modern-day ballooning started in the 1950s through Raven Industries. It was a, a NASA test project. They had hired Raven Industries out to do, and what, what it was supposed to be was a weather balloon, a manned weather balloon. And they made a makeshift hot air balloon kind uh, using weed burners, started test flying it to make sure it's going to do the job, and thought it was so fun they should just start selling it to the public. <laughs> <laughs> so they did, and that's how modern-day hot air ballooning started. So— can I just go buy one and start
0: and fill it up with hot air and take it out by myself now? Or, I mean, there's got to be like piloting classes or F, you know, flight <laughs> regulations, right? Aviation laws that I've got to. You, know, you, you don't want one of these things drifting through the Deer Valley Airport during <laughs> peak
1: <Right>. takeoff time. <laughs> right. Um We are Uh, FAA-registered. We have to follow all the same rules and regs as airplanes do, uh, which is the federal aviation regulations. Um, To fly uh, passengers, you have to be uh, uh, either a private pilot or a commercial pilot. To fly paying passengers or make money at it, you have to be an FAA-certified commercial pilot. Everyone that's piloting one of these has had
0: a little bit of training. I I can't just go buy one and say, hey— Romy's hot air balloons, let's go for a ride.
1: (laughs) Right. Now, there is such a thing as like an experimental category where you could fly it as long as it's under a certain weight, where you could actually buy a little balloon and go way out in the middle of nowhere and try killing yourself. (laughs) 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 So there is the possibility of doing that, but uh, most... Companies would never sell a balloon that lightweight and uh, second of that, uh, would we even want to sell it to you?
0: Yeah, as quite a liability as a manufacturer. Oh yeah. So you guys both manufacture the balloon itself and then you do commercial rides if yeah, somebody wanted to get in a wicker basket and go
1: sailing. Right. We, uh, uh, have fantasy hot air balloons is the brand name of the man, the, the balloon that we build. Okay, Um, they're smaller sport balloons. Um, mom and pops, uh, like to use them for, you know, doing rides, but groups of four to six. Uh, and then we've got balloons that go way down in the sport categories where you've heard of balloon races. They, they like our balloons for that. And what, is the actual material you said it's
0: come a long way in over paper and silk? What's the actual material we're making? Though
1: my favorite anyway. material is nylon, okay? Yeah, but other manufacturers, doesn't nylon burn? <laughs> yeah, it how, melts,
0: it melts. Yeah. yeah, how
1: what's the separation you have to get from the propane torch to the nylon? Uh, you can believe it or not, you can get that flame within a foot of the fabric and it doesn't hurt it. Wow, and then the bottom of the balloon, we uh where the flame is, the we'll say the bottom uh, 10 to 20 feet, is something called Nomex. And it's a uh, uh, wool fabric that's weaved with Kevlar. And we use re- the wool so that we can dye it, all the bright, beautiful okay. colors. And uh, uh, it's the same exact material that race car drivers use or firemen use. Underneath
0: and, the, when they take their helmet off at the yeah, end of the race. And that,
1: that's Nomex. Okay. Yeah. So it's a fire-retardant
0: fabric. And that's the bottom of the balloon. Yeah. So how how big are these gas
1: tanks, and how long can you stay in the air? Oh, well, see, that really depends on the size of the balloon. Mm -hmm. But the average balloon will have a 10 uh, to up to a 20-gallon tank, and each balloon has three to four tanks. Okay. So three uh, to four
0: tanks, you know, so you're flying with 50, 60, 70 pounds of propane.
1: Oh, yeah, more, more when it comes to pounds, uh, 50, 60, 70 Gallon gallons. Gallon tanks, I'm sorry, yeah. not,
0: yeah, gallons, not pounds. I...
1: Yeah, and uh, we'll burn anywhere from 25 to 65 gallons depending on the size of the balloon. So are the tanks you fill up with, the, those
0: aren't the ones you're flying, you've got tanks on the ground to fill them up and get them going? No, no, we've, we've,
1: we take them on, on flight with us.
0: Okay, so you don't burn through a whole tank filling
1: it up? Uh, sometimes. The bigger balloons will. Yeah. Okay. We'll empty a tank and, and leave it on the ground.
0: How yeah. long does that take? Ten minutes. Okay.
1: Only takes give or take ten minutes with a good crew uh, to fill a balloon and have it in the air.
0: So when you're s- setting up and you're filling up and... I mean. This nylon, or is, is there is there like the cactus patrol out there sweeping first?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the crew definitely check for obstacles for the
0: fabric. So, all right, hang tight. Bottom of the hour news break. We'll be right back with Corey Shane, and we'll talk about uh, you know what it's like being in the air.
1: Floating in the summer sky, ninety nine red balloons go by.
0: Talking hot air ballooning with. Shane Corey, <laughs> and you've mentioned a couple names. There's, uh, you, you'd mentioned fantasy balloons. You've mentioned Arizona hot air balloons, aerogelic balloon. You've got like a whole,
1: you know, like four or five different verticals here. <laughs> well, there's several different business models. So, um, aerogelic ballooning is the first. Um, aerogelic ballooning is uh, uh, stems from my dad's company back in 1976. He opened it. This is kind of funny. You you start thinking pole dancers, but it was Corey Bubble Ballooning. <laughs> Didn't really go with today's marketplace, so um, we changed the name uh, and uh, turned it into Aerogelic Ballooning. It was great for the phone book, you know, A E R. Uh, we were one of the first, um, and then Google came around. We thought, well, um, a brand name that would that would uh, uh, Google would like would be Arizona Hot Air Balloons. And Google loves it. So then, uh, Fantasy Balloons. We actually bought that manufacturing company out of uh, out of Canada and brought it down to Phoenix. And you make manufacture hot air balloons right here in in Phoenix. Right here in Phoenix, right down the street, actually.
0: And how long does that take, start to finish, to make a hot air balloon? Um, well, you could to build a full balloon. You're looking at uh, six to eight weeks uh, full time labor. So do you have? Uh, like a showroom, I could come pick one out or do I have to call in special order ahead and knowing I'm gonna pick it up in a few weeks? Uh, no, we,
1: what we what we would do is ha- send you a blank of a balloon and have you color it in. Okay, Because you could have your own color, uh, your own colors of fabric put into it and kind of personalize it. You know, some people like a lot of pink, a lot of yellow. I personally use a lot of black for solar solar heating purposes. Okay. So it you get to
0: personalize your balloon. So back to what we were talking about last segment. We've we've got the crew on the ground. They've checked for obstructions, nothing to puncture the balloon. We've filled it up, maybe takes a tank. So the hot air blue standing up. We've got, you know, it's secured to the ground until we're ready mm-hmm. to take off while passengers are loading. Take of a, course. Take us through these steps.
1: Okay, well, basically what we do is we meet our customers at a a Starbucks actually, either location. We fly out of North Phoenix or Chandler Gilbert area. We pick them up from there, head out to the launch spot. That could be one of a hundred because the wind's different every day. So we just start sending up party balloons with helium and watching the wind direction. And that's how we plot our flight. We then get to our spot, recon the spot for any sharp objects, pull the fabric out. We use these giant 13, 16-horse fans with propellers that were made originally made for a hovercraft. We fill the balloon with cold air. At that point, fire the burners up. Start heating the air inside the balloon, which makes it stand upright. From there, we load everyone up, and we take flight. We have to release the tie-off line. Uh, there's a rope that ties it to the truck. We release that, and off we go. Um, f- we fly for give or take an hour. And we're up and down the whole time, up and down, using the wind to steer. So it's like tacking a sailboat, except we're doing it three-dimensionally. Flying, like in North Phoenix, we fly in and around the Union Hills and uh, up and down the sides of them. And then sometimes we'll go way on up, five Thousand feet, give or take, and uh, look around the city. You can see the entire valley, all the major, you know, the McDowell Mountains, uh, Camelback Mountain. Uh, the oh, clear stadium. day at
0: five thousand feet, you could see
1: everything. You could see different another county, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can see Sedona, Flagstaff. We'll drop down and uh, show some of the flora and fauna down in Chandler. We're, we're down over rooftops making approach to land, waving to the people in their backyards uh, and talking to them, you know. Uh, what other aircraft do you get that option? <laughs> you know, from there uh, we land, set up uh, a champagne toast, as tradition calls for, and some more d'oeuvres, and uh, bring them back to Starbucks. Okay, so when we're coming down, you kind of
0: have a an idea. I mean, you, but you can't pick the exact spot you're going to touch down. How? How do the pilots control not ending up on top of a saguaro or <laughs> a, a prickly well, pear patch? We have or we have absolute the wild burrows out at Lake Pleasant. You know, <laughs> or...
1: well the wild burrows run pretty fast, um, but we we have absolute control of altitude. Uh, so. Uh, you know, as far as steering left to right, we use the wind. And there believe it or not, every 100 feet or so, there's a different wind direction. And so you can tack it. So you go up to get a right turn, down to get a left turn, and you keep doing that until you've gotten this tight little tack right into that lot down the street from your house. And, uh, and uh, we have, like I said, absolute control of altitude. So all we can clear a roof six inches and know that we're going to be six inches from it, no problem, because we're only traveling five miles an hour. It's not like, you know, you've got plenty of room for error in that respect. It's normally pretty gentle, but we have a safety briefing regardless. Bend your knees, you hold on with both hands to the rope handles. We've got a safety briefing, absolutely. Aerogelic Ballooning is the safest balloon company in the state of Arizona. We've been around since 76, perfect record. Um, We're the only ones that can say that. So, you know, everything we do is about safety. How many different pilots do you have? Well, we actually only have two staff pilots, but we can handle 24 people, 24 to 30 people at a time, if need be. And uh, then we've got another half a dozen contractor pilots. Um, balloonists aren't it's not balloon pilots is is kind of hard to come by. so there's a lot of them that will bounce around companies and work as needed.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, because it seems like all summer long, I don't see anyone. Is that because the air's so hot, it takes so much gas to heat up the balloon, that much hotter to make it rise? Or is it just because it's miserable out because it's 120 and nobody wants to be up in the air? <laughs> well, it's only
1: 120 in the afternoon. <laughs> Actually, we fly year-round. Okay. Uh, the reason you don't see us is the sunrise is very, very early, and we do sunrise only during the summer. So we're up and down before you wake up. We're flying over neighborhoods, and and they're slumbering neighborhoods. You can tell it's really quiet and peaceful. It's nice out. It's only 80 degrees, give or take, sunrise time in the summer. So what better time to get outdoors and do something in the gentle breeze I, and I only know this because
0: of a concrete trade magazine. There's like a, a hot air balloon museum in New Mexico. Yeah. The concrete etching was written up in a bunch of trade magazines. So No I kidding. Got to, huh. I, I, the only reason I knew about that was because of the concrete that wow. was, went into the floor. What a trip. Have you been to that yeah. museum? Yeah.
1: W- what did, what did, can you see at a hot air balloon museum? Oh, all kinds of things. There's... Uh... Well, the original balloons that cross the Atlantic, the first try it, and he made it. um you know, the balloon that made it around the world or a uh, replica of it, some of the more famous hot air balloons and record attempts and such. And then they'll show things like, uh, for example, I used to fly special shaped balloons, which are kind I've of like seen Macy's. Us the world. Yeah, you've, yeah. There's a SoarO here in Arizona. Another fa- couple of famous balloons, they're world famous in the world of ballooning. Are bees? They're two bees. They're tandem flying bees. They attach their hands together with Velcro, and uh, and they launch attached to each other. It's the first ever attempt at tandem balloon flying. And I used to I used to be an owner of those balloons. In fact, those balloons are written up in that museum. Uh, they're still here in Arizona, owned by a friend of mine, and, and uh, every once in a while you'll get to see them at some of the balloon festivals. But they look like cartoon bees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's, what's the highest, when you're talking records, uh, what's the highest a hot air balloon's ever traveled?
1: Current record is 68,000 feet.
0: That's twice as high as commercial jetliners. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah, we can get up there. In fact, we have to watch out for the airlines' uh, airspace. Sometimes in North Phoenix, you look up and we'll be way up there, and we're just just below Sky Harbor airspace because we're not allowed in there. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sitting at like, you know, sitting at right at six thousand five hundred feet. Um, my world, my record is twenty one thousand. That's what I've
0: been to. Now, did you need oxygen on that? Or yeah, where was that? Was that in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was down by Casa Grande. How long did it take you to get up to 21,000 feet? You know, I wasn't timing it, but
1: about 20 minutes. That's it? Yeah.
0: So when you came back down, how far were you from the original landing, I would imagine? Oh, I made it to win- Marana.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a cool flight. Really cool flight.
0: When? When? How long ago was this? Oh...
1: Fifteen years ago,
0: and was this a solo trying to break a record? Was this just uh, with with customers? What what? what Just for giggles, man. Twenty one. Yeah, I
1: I was in a little sport balloon, and I don't know. I was bored. I got a hair up, hair (laughs) up my butt, you know. Decided, let's go way up there. (laughs) There's a cold (laughs) cold front coming in.
0: And when you said the uh, the balloon that traveled around the world, I mean, obviously it had to touch down.
1: No. No. No, it circumnavigated the it, earth.
0: It had enough gas to stay up.
1: Yeah, what it what it is is called a rosier balloon. So okay. it's a, a giant envelope, just like a hot air balloon. The uh, Like if you were to book a ride with us, you're going to be in a balloon that's give or take 200,000 cubic foot. This thing was like 1.5 million cubic foot, had a huge gas cell inside of it of helium, and uh, they would heat it with burners. The same kind of balloon, Pilote de Rosier, killed himself (laughs) in. The only difference is they used an inert gas, which is helium, and they would heat it to swell the cells. And they were able to do that uh, and circumnavigate the world.
0: Now, did they just go up there and, and hover while the Earth turned around 24 hours? No, no, hours and no came they back got out? in
1: the jet stream and started booking. They were doing 300 miles an hour at times. <laughs> air balloon? Yeah, 300
0: miles an hour.
1: Yeah, and a Rosier. They called it a Rosier balloon. It was Branson, Richard Branson,
0: was a pilot. What year was this?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't remember. It was uh, uh, within the decade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Within
0: the decade. So it, it, it's not an old record. I mean, this is fairly new. Fairly right? new, yeah. And was that the first time somebody circumvented yeah. the.
1: Yeah, circumnavigated the earth? Interesting. You know?
0: Well, what a fascinating industry. Um, what's next in the world of ballooning? I mean, is there. A...
1: To space. To space. We're going to take them to space. Okay. Yep.
0: How high? What what is that classification breaking into the atmosphere?
1: We'll get them into the stra- at, right outside of the stratosphere. How high right. is that? Um, you're looking at about 120,000 feet. Yeah, <laughs> where where you're in—you know—you're in space.
0: Now you have to have
1: like—I'm sure your will signed and
0: your, <laughs> oh, yeah. your affairs taken care of. Just in—it in, in it costs
1: about fifteen thousand dollars. There's a company in Tucson currently working on it. To take people? Yeah.
0: Oh, this isn't just to, to take it to break records. It's just to take people yeah. 120,000 feet. To sell
1: rides <laughs> into space.
0: And you said that costs about what, 15,000?
1: That's their projection, yeah. Huh. And if they can get that power
0: to them, man, I, I think I've got other things I'm going to invest 15,000 in. How much is one just for your ride? An hour, 6,000 feet here locally. I think I can handle that. <laughs> uh, you're looking at about
1: 175 a person.
0: That's not bad. Mm. I,
1: I was less than I thought. One hundred seventy-five for an hour uh, per person, yeah, and it's—I mean—you're looking at about a a a nice date amount of money. Yeah. But what better way to romance a woman?
0: (laughs) Hot air balloon. Final segment in our seven o'clock hour. Right after this. Wrapping up what has been a very fascinating hour for me with Shane Corey talking hot air ballooning. I, You know, what I don't know intrigues me, and I've never known anything about hot air balloons other than I see them in the air and hot air rises. What, what
1: haven't we covered about ballooning that we should know? Well, it's, uh, uh, number one, very safe. Um, it's Consider one of the safest forms of travel. The the amount of accidents statistically o- over, like, going on a bus or even an airplane um, is statistically so much lower than any other form of travel to where you're safe. Come on out. It's a, it's a big adventure that you know is going to end with a smile. And what is it like up there? Uh, well— just imagine those times you, you kind of daze off into a meditation state and you're flying or you're having dreams of flying. That's what it's like. It, it, you're open air. And it's a gentle breeze. It's not like you've got wind just howling through your face. Uh, Very calm and stable. A lot of people have this visualization that they're up there in a basket dangling in the sky. Whoa, man, hold on. We have a wind gust coming. No, it's nothing like that. It's very gentle. You could light a cigarette lighter, and it would do nothing but flicker here and there. And it stay lit.
0: Is there age restriction? I have four kids, and they range between three and... Uh, 13. And the 13-year-old's been asking for me to take her on a hot air balloon ride.
1: Bring her. The kids love it. Um, I mean, you ought to see the kids' faces light up. When we fly down in Chandler-Gilbert and uh, land in one of the local uh, parks, the kids will come running out with their shoes already off their feet because they know that we're going to let them play on the balloon and we'll let them run around on the fabric and and like a big bouncy house, and uh, it's all about the kids, you know. They it's beautiful. even a three-year-old. I can take, I can bring. I recommend babies. No babies, no toddlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, big reason why is even the five or six-year-olds, which we'll allow. Remember, you're spending a lot of money for a memory they may or may not have. (laughs) So, you know, I I recommend, you know, 10 or older. That's my recommendation as a pilot. 10 or older for a hot
0: air balloon ride. And how many can you take? We've got a big family. Um, Well, biggest balloon we have can carry up to 16. Uh, Average would be 12. Okay, so up to 12 people 12 people are there any weight limitations on how much a balloon
1: can lift? yeah um, we we do have to start charging more once they start crossing the 250 pounds range you know we get those three or four hundred pound people it, at that point you're taking up the room of two people mm-hmm. so we Fair start enough. charging a little more not a lot you know we don't want to be offensive. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> you want everyone to enjoy it, but there's, you know, there there is a weight. Yeah, you know, it's it's a law of physics on in that case. Now, when this is all done and you're doing your little champagne toast and and the hors d'oeuvres, um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of, of something to compare it to. Um, you know, do you still feel like you're in the air for a few minutes after you you're do. back on the ground? That's a
1: great question. <laughs> um, you do kind of feel light. I I don't know any other way to explain it, but all of a sudden your knees feel a little extra heavy after you've, you know, come back to Mother Earth.
0: Well, I've got to do this. And you said you fly out of Deer Valley and out of Chandler. We've got the Arizona staycation and... Listeners can go to com. click right there on staycation, fill out your information. Once a month, we draw a winner, and depending on, you know, from the 15th of this month to the 15th of next month, it'll be for whatever the following month staycation is. They're all preset destinations. Is there a, you know, I, I would want to do this over something that's very, you know, geographically, like a, like a the, the last fire burn, just to see what the... <laughs> Yeah, what it looks like from the bird's eye view and get an uh, idea of what that amount of damage is. i I would tie it into something. Uh, maybe even like uh, flying over the old, all the, some of the mines in southern Arizona. Do y'all have other
1: travel locations that you go to, or? Well, we pretty much do the two locations. Although depending on the wind, depends on what we fly over. A lot of people think hot air balloons because they're beautiful, bright. And pretty uh, next to the big, you know, the rocks or the mountains or the desert, they would want to do desert because it's scenic. The pictures are scenic. It's much different in the balloon. Uh, It is very scenic and pretty over the desert, and those people that are fanatics of the desert i recommend that flight in north phoenix down in chandler gilbert there's always something new coming up and things to see and do with the balloon so down in chandler uh gilbert it's a lot of fun no matter what it's interesting you're
0: gonna love it (laughs) you can register for that arizona staycation at rosieonthehouse.com in partnership with sanderson ford always closed on sunday and uh the place that we shop for all of our vehicles you can the staycation winner gets to go to Sanderson Ford, pick out any vehicle off the demo lot, and of course, the demo lot's always the latest, greatest uh, technology in vehicles, and travel it to where your your preset destination for whatever month you're entering in, and only at Rosie on the house.com We're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, you know sidebar Shane over here and get a, a hot air balloon ride tied into a staycation. What would be the best month for a desert ride in a staycation? I'd pick. Uh, March or, or October probably just for
1: Anytime's shoot. great. We we prefer uh January, February, March and uh, but any in the winter season is we're gonna, beautiful.
0: We're gonna maybe in March when the, 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 the flowers are starting to bloom and the colors are coming in, though wildflowers are maybe yeah. we'll, we'll, beautiful we'll sunrise talk a little more for you. off air. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's Rosie on the house. Stay tuned.